Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan, with Jordan Lopez, back from Predominantly Orange. Great to have you back on the uh, on the show, man. Uh, you know, talk all about, you know, Denver Broncos. As you guys could tell from the uh, episode of this, or the title of this episode, uh, the Denver Broncos cut and trade candidates, and then also our favorite defensive coordinator candidates, soon to be hired in the coming week or so. Um, it's great to have you uh, back on today, Jordan. Thank you for having me back on again. It was uh, a lot of fun last time, and uh, yes, we have some things to talk about. The, the yes, tomorrow. sir. Yeah, and you know, in the Broncos offseason, it's you know, in any NFL team offseason, there's never really a uh, cool down period. There's always stuff to talk about. Super excited to dive into all of you know today's news. Um, so before we get things kicked off, for the people that don't know, um, so we got some news uh, from you know Benjamin Albright, um, then obviously uh, um, Mario Vintanze, I believe you know his name. Um, two days ago, we got some news that uh, the Denver Broncos are reportedly shopping left tackle Garrett Bowles. Um, and then we saw a little bit of, uh, you know, Zach Stevens kind of trying to refute that, um, according to his uh, sources. I see uh, Jordan smiling down there. But, um, it, I mean, we can, we can sit here and speculate on it. But at the end of the day, we this is the news that we got, and we're going to go ahead and talk about it. So, apparently, Garrett Bowles, um, you know, over 30 years old now, you know, some injury concerns. Um, obviously, on that big, you know, four-year, $68 million contract. Um, you know, we've talked about it to, you know, to lengths on this podcast about how the Broncos should really explore looking at moving on, moving on from him. Cause you know, he's getting up there in age. Like, you know, I mentioned, um, the injuries, the, you know, the cap hits and all of that. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into all of these contracts about all these, you know, different cut and trade candidates for these uh, players today. Um, but starting off with Garrett Bowles in this news today, Jordan, how do you, how do you feel about this? Um, what, what do you, where are you kind of standing on this? Do you think the Broncos should move on from Garrett Bowles? Um, if, and then if you don't think they should, uh, why, why should they not? So with the Garrett Bowles, uh, discussion, uh, from predominant orange and the things that we've heard, uh, we heard it around December the, during the season that this might be a, a, a real option for the Broncos to trade them in the off season. So it wasn't a surprise that it came out now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the, the agreements of trading them. Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, digging them. Um, I think there's going to be some good uh, tackles to, to get via free agency. And I think there's a couple of good ones in the draft too, that you can get for cheap on mm -hmm. a deal. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Garrett Bowles and uh, trading for him, I think you can get some, some nice capital back. Not a lot, but I think it gets a, like a reasonable ball. So I think trading Garrett Bowles might be uh, the best thing for the Broncos now. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, Jordan. Um, I just got to say, I think that George Payton really wants some draft picks back. And I think that Garrett Bowles, out of everybody on the team, is most likely to go because, you know, it's just, of course, his contract. And I think the value that you might get back, I mean, there's probably a team that's willing to give off maybe a fourth or a third-round pick for Garrett Bowles, and it just makes sense. I mean, you can just tell right off the bat, Sean Payton wants to be aggressive in free agency. And the Broncos, you know, they need more cash space. So I think it just kind of makes sense. And like you said, you know, it's a whole bunch of offensive linemen in this draft that I'm pretty sure the Broncos want to go after. Yeah, and then we got a little bit, you know, before we uh, got that, you know, obviously Mario here, he was saying that um, obviously, you know, he does the, um, you know, the physical, you know, work or whatever, and the massages or whatever with the Broncos. I don't look really look too much into it, but I know he, you know, he talks a lot to those guys. So obviously he's, you know, the source straight from them. And he's, uh, you know, before he, you know, specifically uh, Benjamin Albright, you know, leaked it. Um, he said that there was some a big name Bronco. And so everybody was kind of speculating on it. Like I personally, my immediate, immediate thought was Cortland Sutton or Garrett Bowles. Cause he said it was a big name Bronco that was going to be on the trade block. And, um, so obviously Cortland Sutton was discussed. I saw, I saw some people talking about Justin Simmons, um, out of, out of those guys, what, what would you, uh, really, um, you know, out of Garrett Bowles, you know, Justin Simmons, Cortland Sutton, who's the, who's the one guy, um, where you, you really uh, feel that the Broncos should not even have it anywhere in the you know discussions of uh, dealing away? Well, I think Justin Simmons is, you know, out of the question. I mean, I, he, he should remain a Bronco for, you know, the rest of time. Uh, talking about Corlin Sutton, that's an interesting one because, you know, I think the fan base now is kind of torn on should we keep Sutton, should we trade him? So I was talking with uh, my good friend, Sarah Bettinger from uh, Predominantly Orange, and uh, I brought up the idea of maybe if we were 
entertaining the idea of trading Cortland Sutton. Maybe we trade him to a Houston Texans organization or a Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, teams are looking to rebuild. Uh, and I can use a young, talented wide receiver that's also on a cheap contract. So I brought up, I know these are very rare trades, but they, it can be executed. Um, Brandon Cooks does have familiarity with Sean Payton. We can see a Corlin Sutton, Brandon Cooks with a swap picks, uh, something like that in that realm. And then for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, I know they're looking to get out of their cap situation and get uh, cheaper and younger. They can do that with getting Corlin Sutton. And I know Mike Evans is heavy on the uh, books over there. So that can be another situation with also, you know, swapping draft picks and stuff like that. So, I mean, those are two ideas that I'll entertain. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sutton is an interesting one for a trade uh, candidate. Yeah. And uh, again, I got to agree with you on that one. I, I, I think Justin Simmons is no way that Broncos, you know, trade him at all. I just think that's kind of ridiculous for him to even entertain it. But I think Corlin Sutton, I've been saying it kind of that I wouldn't be surprised if he was moved. I mean, especially now that we got Sean Payton because, you know, his offensive system, Corlin Sutton, you know, if you look at his past offenses, he likes the, you know, the small, fast wide receivers and the the quick wide receivers. And Corlin Sutton doesn't really fit that. And I could actually see them trade him, especially if they really want to get some more draft capital because, like I said, George Payton loves those draft picks. And I'm pretty sure that there's a team like the Texans who will be desperate and just want immediate talent to help out whatever quarterback they get in the draft. And I, I could I could honestly see that. I could see a lot of teams wanting to trade Corlin Sutton and possibly even coming off a second round pick for him, especially because he's going to be locked up for years and his contract isn't that, you know, it isn't that bad. It's it's a pretty good contract. And, and to that point, uh, I would say that I think the Texans make the most sense. Because not only is D'Amico Ryan's in his first year, obviously, but you would want, you know, a young wide receiver to build up with your draft prospect who they might be taking Bryce Young or whoever they get. Um, so he's cheap. He's young, talented. He's going to be there throughout D'Amico Ryan's tenure. So, I mean, I think it's just if it, it, it checks all the boxes for the Texans. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Broncos could look into you know trading Cortland Sun there to you know eventually get the guy they want in Brandon Cooks. I see Brandon Cooks constantly the last few weeks just liking Broncos tweets. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else he's really you know associating himself with uh, on social media right now. It's kind of funny. Um, and then uh, obviously the Broncos could still they still have Michael Thomas on the table. I mean, he would be more of a you know a fit to replace Cortland Sun, whereas you know Brandon Cooks would not. Um, but you know that still could be a, a trade package there for sure. Um, so going back to Garrett Bowles a little. I wanted to talk about the contract stuff um, and how it could uh, you know, benefit the Broncos down the road and even immediately in terms of their cap situation. So, um, you know, as of now, uh, you know, 31 years in his, uh, you know, in 2023, uh, 31 years old, um, you know, obviously uh, his base salary is going to be around 13.7 million, but his cap hit's going to be 17.8. Um and but the dead cap is around eight million, sitting around eight million right there. So this is the first year the Broncos can move on from Garrett Bowles because you know 2020 had a 24 million dead cap, 2021 is 34 million, 2022 is 29 million. But this year, eight million dead cap, 17 million, uh, you know, uh, cap it. They can the Broncos can save around nine to ten million by moving on from Garrett Bowles this year, uh, which would really you know, um, benefit them because I know Sean Payne was to look into rebuilding this offensive line. And if he doesn't see Garrett Bull, if he looks at that Garrett Bulls tape and doesn't see what he wants to see, I think this is definitely a feasible, um, you know, solution for what he wants to do there. And I know there's some, there's a few left tackle options in free agency. Um, I don't really like any of them. I know Orlando Brown's one of them and he's definitely resigning with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, if they let him go, that'll be very, very shocking. Um, the Broncos need to jump on that ASAP, but um, there's not too many options. I know you brought up uh, bringing, bringing in a guy in around like the third round that we have, uh, you know, in the draft, potentially at a rookie contract. I know if anybody's going to be great at, you know, coaching these offensive linemen, it's going to be Sean Payton um, and, you know, the new offensive lineman coach he brought in and Zach Streif. So I'm um, really excited to see, uh, you know, the progress and decisions they make, you know, they make to bring in a, or, you know, bring into offensive linemen or potentially replace Garables. And I know it's just, it, it kind of sucks because he was he's really you know finding his own the you know the last few years and ever since then he kind of declined a little bit and that's kind of what's you know making me you know I've I've said since December that I I kind of I mean I kind of wanted this to come and you know to see this news um I mean it isn't exciting but it's it's probably the right move for the franchise moving forward I know some people um they they, they may disagree on this 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that it's come to, you know, this end. And maybe he doesn't get traded. Maybe he stays as a Bronco. But yeah. I think the best option for us is to, to deal him. Um, I think, you know, I just wrote about it for uh, Predominantly Orange. There are good uh, underrated free agents that if we do move on from Garrett Bowles, his uh, cap savings uh, will, you know, go towards the interior offensive line. And there's some, you know, some key pieces there. I mentioned uh, Ethan Polkick, uh, Will Hernandez, and uh, Nate D- uh, Nate Davis. Um, those are three guys that, you know, hopefully one of them or two of them could be Broncos. And moving on from Bulls can help towards uh, that situation. Yeah, um, speaking about, uh, you know, just the dead cap and salary cap, I just want to ask, you know, do you think it's a likelihood that the Broncos kind of approach him with a contract restructure to see if he takes less money? And if they do, do you think that, you know, Gary Bowles would do that? I don't know. I mean, from the things that at least I've heard, I, I don't know if he's in the realm of uh, restructuring his contract. And for him, I mean, what does would it even make sense for him? I mean, he's coming off a... a brutal injury to be honest yeah he needs he needs all the money i guess right now i mean i don't think he would want to restructure his contract so but if he does i mean then there's a a higher chance that he he will remain a uh, bronco yeah um you know it kind of makes you think i you know obviously sean payne still hasn't really built his entire staff but i mean i'm not too sure what albright has said on it but maybe they already approached him on it and he just and that's what, kind of why this news is, uh, you know, popping up here in, uh, you know, Broncos country. So, um, but I definitely see where you're coming from on that. I mean, if I, you know, just came off a fractured leg like that and, you know, just coming off some of the best years, I probably probably wouldn't want to be in this situation. So, um, you know, I, I would not be surprised if the Broncos end up trading him. You know, we, you know, like Jordan brought up, you know, we know that George Payne likes his draft picks and he's lost some from the Russell Wilson and Sean Payne trade. So I think whether, and we've said it, you know, a lot on this podcast, I think whether fans like it or not, you know, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sun, Garrett Bowles, and maybe even another offensive player, defense player, they're going to be traded. You know, a big name's going to be traded this offseason, I feel like. Um, so, it, I mean, it's just, it's a matter of, you know, um, when, not if. So uh, the next cut, trade candidate I want to talk about um, is Ronald Darby to potentially be cut from the Denver Broncos um, roster. Um, so his contract a little bit looking right now. Um, 2023, he's got a cap hit of $12.6 million, but this is the first year where they can definitely move on from him. He only has a dead cap hit of uh, $3 million, meaning the Broncos could save around $9.6 million for moving on from Ronald Darby this year. It's around $10 million that they can move on from him. He had one of the best seasons, don't get me wrong, and, you know, suffering an ACL that it sucks and if they want to if they want to bring him back I'm not going to be mad because honestly he looked a lot better than I expected I was one of those people that wasn't too you know fond of the Ronald Darby signing but he's definitely came into his own as a veteran he's very impactful in that room and I can only imagine you know how how good of a you know um how good of his uh leadership was to guys like Damari Mathis or Jaquan McMillan and even Pastor Tan I mean he deserves a lot of credit for that as well so um what what do you guys think about uh Ronald Darby should the Broncos cut him or should they just keep him for another year left on his contract man this this is a this situation is pretty tough because i i like yeah. ronald darby um it sucked that he got he got hurt the way he did he was playing mm-hmm. so well uh, i do think he's a massive part uh in the culture in the locker room uh players love them um i mean cutting will save you know some money uh i just think in my opinion you know i, I i'm really big into the draft this year and there's a lot of good corners especially late in the in the draft that we're going to be able to draft that i think they'll be very very beneficial uh, especially with who our defensive coordinator might or might not be you know that's an that's another uh, topic but i yeah. think uh cutting darby will be the uh i don't want to say the best case scenario but it does make a lot of sense to do yeah realistic yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, I had to agree. I think I've been saying this kind of throughout the season. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him because you know how much money we can save by cutting him. And of course, he's coming off the ACL, and um, it just it, it really makes sense, you know, because he's not he's probably most likely not going to take a pay cut. It's just like Gary Bowles, you know, coming off an injury like that, he's going to want to keep his money and his salary the way it is. 
I mean, you can look at the cornerbacks that's coming in a free agency. And like you said, the draft, I mean, it's, it's still some good options out there. And if you're able, you know, you just, you know, cut bait with them, you know, let them go. I mean, there's still solid options out there in free agency that you can sign probably and even for cheaper. So, I mean, I would, me personally, I probably would cut them, but I know it'll take a hit in the locker room, but man, the culture, the culture would be so much different in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. This is another situation. Exactly. Like we were just talking about Garrett Bulls. I mean, the dude's coming off a torn ACL. I mean, he's in, he's coming, you know, in his late years in the NFL. Now he's been in the NFL around nine ish years now, um, you know, around the time Garrett Bulls has been in the NFL. And um, it's, it's just another situation where, you know, Albright even told us on the podcast that, you know, that we're going to approach Garrett Bulls and Ronald Darby about a contract restructure. And if they both, you know, refuse to, it's more than likely going to result in a trade for Garrett Bulls and a cut for uh, Ronald Darby. So it'll like, you know, like Jordan said, it'll take a hit to the locker room, but ultimately, you know, they need to, you know, dedicate this cap space where it's more needed, like the offensive line. So um, that, that might be the situation the Broncos are headed in. Me personally, I, I would cut Ronald Darby. Um, it, it will suck a little bit though. Um, Graham Glasgow, another one who I have like not held back at all on this podcast. I'm not a I'm not a fan of Graham Glasgow. Um, you know, thank you for your time here in Denver, but this is an easy cut for me. Um, I mean, in terms of his contract, uh, fourteen million dollar cap hit in 2023, um, then three million in dead dead cap. Um, it's gonna be pretty easy to move on from this year. They'll save eleven million in, in cap space. I mean, I think you definitely gotta go um, and cut him here. And then I, I like that Jordan brought up Nate Davis. I like Nate Davis a lot. Um, so uh, I think there's some really good interior offensive linemen, uh, you know, replacements in free agency. Yeah, I think Graham Glasgow is an easy one. Uh, saving eleven million in cap. I mean that I think that's the easiest move that George can, George Payne can make. I mean, he mm-hmm. won't even have to stress about this one. And again, players like Nate Davis and you know Will Hernandez from the Cardinals can easily move into that spot and uh have more success than probably he had. So I like it. I'm with it a thousand percent. I've been saying cut Graham Glasgow for like the last two years. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, the con the, the contract they gave him to start off with, it was kind of, you know, a little bit promising because you saw he did somewhat good things in Detroit, but his main thing was him staying on the field. And it seems like every time he gets on the field is he just gets injured. And it's just it's been a bad investment. And I'm with it a thousand percent. That that should be the first move Denver makes. I mean, cut Graham Glasgow immediately, free up all that cast space and then go on with the offseason. Yeah, and then he's also coming off probably his worst year of his NFL career. Um, you know, I wish I wish the best for him, but uh, he's definitely not. I, yeah, I definitely don't see any point in you know keeping him in here, Denver, for the next few years of his contract. Um, I know it wouldn't he wouldn't be an unrestricted free agent in Denver till twenty twenty five. So I think the Broncos should move on right now. Um, from that, you know, that four million, uh, four year, four forty five, forty four million dollar contract the Broncos handed to him. Um, so next uh, on our cut and trade candidates, we got Brandon McManus, who we've talked a little bit about on the podcast. Um, in terms of his contract, and this is a tricky one because some people they still like Brandon McManus, and you know, there's an argument to be made here because a lot of his field goals that were missed were kind of you know situations where he was kicking you know, freaking 65 yarders and, um, you know, everybody can have their opinion on him. We're going to talk about it here now, but first his contract, it's looking like, um, so 2025 is when he'll actually become a free agent, but in 2023, he has a $4.9 uh, million cap hit. Um, and then dead cap, he has a 2.4 million. So, um, and you know, in terms of moving off from the Broncos could save, they could save a little bit, but this one's just mainly in terms of, would you rather dedicate that cap space or even half of that cap space? Cause he's like the eighth highest paid kicker in the league right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. And, um, you could really dedicate that to like maybe a cheaper option if the Broncos wanted to take one in the seventh round or even an undrafted free agent. Um, and you know, use a little bit, you know, that two million towards, uh, maybe a running back or whatever. I mean, me personally, I'm, you know, he's been one of those, he's, I believe he's the last guy from the Super Bowl 50 roster. Um, I, me personally, I'm going with uh, Cut McManus. Yeah, I'll agree. Uh, I think it's time to move on, especially if you can save, uh, you know, a couple million in cap space. I think right now they have to get every single dollar saved up for the cap. I mean, every single million is going to matter in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to determine whether you get your top need and a player that you had high up in your free agency board or your third. So I think someone like Brandon McManus has to go. He's had great memories here, but I think drafting one, uh, 
I think uh, Jake Moody out of Michigan is coming out of the draft, a kicker. He's been pretty stellar for Michigan. He, he wouldn't be a bad option if uh, we recoup a couple picks and draft him in the seventh round. Yeah, Amir, you already know how I feel about this. Um, I think Brandon McManus should have been cut by two years ago. I mean, I'm just I, – I, I don't – me personally, I just don't like Brandon McManus the player. Um, I feel like you could even just say one million. I think it's been time to move on from him. I mean – it just it's not working out. I mean, it it, just, it is what it is. He's not the kicker since to me since he got his you know his new contract of those those years ago. Yeah. But I just think it's time. You know, I think you you just need a new culture all around. You know, I've told you that I felt like we need to just redo the whole special teams unit, kicker, punter, long everything, coordinate and everything like that. So yeah, I'm on the board with just cutting them. Yeah, he got that four year, seventeen million dollar uh, contract in twenty twenty, and ever since then, he just not looked like the the old Brandon McManus that we know. Um, so uh, next one, we got someone who I I like a lot. I, you know, I've talked to him, uh, Mike Purcell, interior defensive line for the Broncos, one of the best run stoppers the Broncos have had in years. Um, well, he obviously he's a cut candidate for the Broncos. Um, in terms of his uh, contract, twenty twenty three, uh, he has a cap hit of uh, three point six million or three point seven million, and then a dead cap hit of uh, only two hundred eighty six thousand. So the Broncos could save about three point four or three point five million and moving on from him. Um, what, what do you guys think about this? I would rather I would rather keep Mike Purcell. Wow, I didn't even think about uh, Purcell being a cut candidate. Yeah, <laughs> pretty interesting. Uh, when I think about it, I mean Mike Purcell is a major part of our run defense, and I think he will be going forward. Um, again, there's a lot of interior D linemen that are good in the draft that I've, as of right now, I've seen. But mm-hmm. I think Mike Purcell has been a been pretty good for the for the Broncos. I think I wouldn't cut him. Uh, I think he's gonna be a, a big part of the defense going forward. Yeah, I agree. I, I think cutting him would it would kind of create a hole that you know you don't really need to fix. Yeah. You know, and address. I think they and the money's not really worth it to just let someone like him go because he'll mess around and go to a division rival and then ball out and be a huge piece for them. So I think yeah. that um. I just think you keep him. I mean, he's not, I mean, the cap isn't that important with him. I mean, he's on a pretty nice contract. I mean, he's mm-hmm. done great things. So plus he's a vocal. I mean, he was very vocal in that locker room this season. So I'm keeping him, you know, cause, cause he's, he's all about winning. So, and I, and I love that. Yeah. That uh, contract. Quick question. That, quick question. What would be his cap savings if uh, they were to cut him? Uh, it'd be around 3.5 million. So in, in that case, I mean, I, I'm looking at three pairs right here that are, I don't want to say bottom of the roster because I don't want to be, you know, disrespectful. But I mean, if you if you can cut Jonathan Harris, Wyatt Ray, and Freddie Swain, that that'll save up three million. So, I mean, I'd rather cut those three guys than Mike Purcell. Yeah, I was right. I was right about to say, and you know, Jordan made a good point of not making a hole that you're gonna have to end up fixing anyways. I mean, he just obviously been one of the biggest run stoppers on this D line for uh, you know a while now. And I look at that contract, I'm like, damn, that's a bargain from Mike Purcell. So, um, I I would definitely keep him here. We're lucky to even have him on that cap space because he definitely could go to the Raiders, you know, get two times the money and ball out. So, um. I would definitely would keep Mike Purcell in the situation. Next, we got Jacob Martin, who the Broncos traded for, um, you know, from the Texans right after they dealt uh, Bradley Chubb away. It was kind of an insurance trade for the Broncos. Um, at the time, it made sense. Right now, um, I'm not too sure if they need to keep him any longer. I'm sure they're going to try to, uh, you know, bolster that uh, position, at, you know, add to it, uh, you know, in the 2023 offseason. The Broncos' uh, pass rush, especially on the edge, definitely needs more help because after they lost Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, um, I'm not too sure if Randy Gregory and Baron Browning are going to be the future. They still can, but right now availability um, definitely is in question for that um, you know spot on the edge rush. So with that being said, Jacob Martin, uh, what 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 do you guys think about him? Um, the Broncos could save uh, three point seven million um, for moving on from him. Uh, you know this offseason. Yeah, I mean for me, I mean this is a three million that we do need. Uh, I mean it, mm-hmm. it, it may it could come down to like Jake Martin or. Mike Purcell and who you want to cut, and I think that's an easy decision. Uh, I'd rather have the three point seven and cut uh, Martin. Um, again, I think I think you can replace him late in the draft and get some you know some underrated guys in, in that position. But yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with that. Yeah, I, I agree with both of y'all. I think that it's kind of just 
it's kind of obvious. I think you know Sean Payton, he's gonna he's gonna want so much money going to free agency, and I feel like he's gonna take every single player, go over their contracts, and see if they're worth keeping. And Jacob Martin, I mean, he had a few moments that was good, but I mean, I, I'm not paying him. You know, I mean, if you could save almost four million in cap space, you know getting rid of them, then I think it's the right choice because there's so many defensive, uh, pat, you know, edge rushers, defensive linemen that you can get in free agency and in the draft that can do kind of the, put up this almost the same numbers if he can, not better. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with uh, moving on from Jacob Martin here. Um, so the next one, a guy who we could definitely uh, restructure, uh, you know, approach for a contract restructure is our running back Chase Edmonds, who the Broncos acquired in the Bradley Chubb trade from Miami. Um, the Broncos can save $5.9 million, around $6 million in cap space by moving on from him. Um, Chase Edmonds is a really interesting um, you know, player here because after 2023, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Um, his cap hit is $5.9 million for this year, and he has zero dead cap, so it's not going to affect the Broncos at all by moving on from him. I mean, all of his contract will be, you know, saved for the Broncos cap space. So um, what do you guys think about, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds? Would you rather restructure him and keep him here in Denver or just move on and save the $6 million? I'm in the uh, on the boat of moving on from him. Uh, it might be an unpopular opinion, but it depends on what Sean Payton and George Payton and their like their philosophy on what to do with them. Uh, I think you can use the five point nine million and use it on a young running back coming out of free agency that's like on a prove it deal. Or mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a big guy on drafting running backs. Uh, you know, late maybe like in that fifth mm-hmm. sixth round. I think there's a you can get a, a well rounded guy there. Yeah, I'm on the same board. I think you got to cut him. I mean, I know I think he did voice that he wants to be in Denver um, and that, you know, he knew it was going to be tricky with his contract and it's going to be tricky with decides to do. But he said he was open to coming back. But I think he just move on from him. I think that Sean Payton is going to go in a whole different direction with the running back room. Like you said, and plus you got the free agents and then you got also the draft. So it's just the same thing. Six million dollars in cash space is a lot. So, yeah, so I'm going to go on the board with cut him. And during the draft, I mean, it's some good running backs out there. I'm not going to lie. Coming out of this draft, it's a lot of running backs a lot of guys don't know about. One of the guys I've been talking about is Tajay Sharp that I've been wanting Man. for forever. He, ne- I mean, he never I- stops talking about him. Oh, my God. Good, like, good. We'll be talking about him more. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really I'm really really big on you know not putting so much cap space to the running back position because it's just like there's constant you know talent on talent on talent on you know rookie running back. So we see year in and year out. I mean, it's one of the easily the most easily replaceable positions in the NFL. I mean, you can go find guys really cheap in free agency. Um, and then you know what I would prefer, like Jordan, you know, mentioned is finding guys late late in the late rounds. You know, around four, five, six, that can still, you know, be really, really, um, you know, feasible, um, you know, you know, uh, you know, back end starters for the Broncos. So um, I think we, we definitely need to find that. Um, and I think bringing Latavius Murray back, um, you know, I know that's something me and Jordan want, um, you know, bringing Latavius Murray back, that can make it really easy for you to move on from Chase Edmonds and save that six million in cap space and devote it to somewhere it's needed more, maybe an extra DB um, to, you know, stack depth there. Um and so uh, my my next candidate, someone who um you know don't attack you know people in the comment section don't attack me for this one just ex- just uh, you know exploring the the um you know the topic conversation but Kwan Williams um someone who I definitely I want him back here in Denver but he is technically a cut candidate um in 2023 his cap hit is uh, 2.8 million and his dead cap is 785k so the Broncos could save 2.1 million and moving on from him he's uh gonna be 32 years old um you know this year so he uh you know eight years in the league. Uh, maybe the Broncos want to, you know, find a younger option there in the slot. Uh, what, what do you guys think about K one? I mean, if it was me, I, I would, I would keep him. But I think it all depends on who is the DC coming in and yeah. what direction he wants to go in. Uh, if he wants to go younger and and cheaper, uh, again, I think there's some good corners in the draft that you can, you know, pair up with Pat uh, on the opposite side. But uh, as of right now, I would keep Darby unless. We have full, you know, clarification on who the DC is and what he wants to do. Yeah, I would, same thing. I, I agree. Um, I would say that me, I'm on board with keeping him. I think he's kind of earned it. I mean, you look at the season he had. I mean, yeah, he dealt up with the wrist injury and everything like that. But I mean, other than that, Kawan Williams balled out. I mean, he, he got a he won us a game with a game winning pick. So I, I think you know you keep him. I think you know you got to keep some veterans on the team. And I just think cutting him. 
it doesn't do us really good. It creates another hole because now we're going to really need to go out in another corner. I mean, I already think we do, but I feel like you get rid of Kawan, you're going to just have to make that. That's going to be a big priority now because you have to go get Darby and Kawan. That's your, that was your number two and number three going into the season. So uh, I'm going to go keep um, – that. that's just me. I'm going to go keep with them. Yeah, I think this is a no-brainer. You definitely, it would be foolish to move on from K1 Williams. Um, I mean, you're oh, that's only going to be two point one million. I mean, you can move on from Jacob Martin, a less, a, a much less contributor, um, and save you know a lot, almost twice the amount um, than K1. So I think it's kind of a bargain that we have K1 Williams on the deal right now. Um, he had a really good season. Like Jordan said, and you know, obviously that game winning pick there in uh, London with uh, literally just one arm—I mean, that's incredible. I see constantly players talking about how big of a voice he is in the locker room and how much he has meant to you know developing their game and just how important he has been, you know, a voice to them and um, you know their skill sets. Um, so I think keeping K1 Williams is a no-brainer uh, for sure. You know, starting him at slot. Um, it's just the only question with him is uh, availability a little bit. I know he's dealt with injuries in San Fran, um, and then he missed a few games here this season so i think uh, regardless i think you should keep k1 but find definitely find some insurance at that slot corner position obviously depends on who the broncos are getting at dc but i think keeping a sang bassy as your backup slot corner isn't gonna isn't gonna cut it so then you definitely gotta find some uh you definitely gotta find some insurance there um so my last one um someone who we kind of already talked about but justin simmons um obviously we talked about garrett bulls as a trade candidate justin simmons Got to talk about him. Explore this. Um, Justin Simmons, his uh, his contract situation, 2023, he has a cap hit of 18.1 million. Dead cap is 10.4 million. So it's the first year the Broncos can kind of um, move on from him if they want to. I obviously I'm gonna get cooked for this. Um, I I want to keep Justin Simmons, but I'm just exploring it. Obviously, a dead cap hit of 20.29.2 million in 2022, 32 million in 2021. So this is the first year that they can actually move on from him. Um, they would save uh, around 8.3 million uh, making this move. Um, so you know, in the you know, don't attack me, but what, what do you guys think? Of, what do you guys think about Justin Simmons here? Well, I mean, I was on Twitter, I mean, maybe like 30 minutes ago. and Because there's mean, people I, who are actually saying, like, move on from Justin Simmons. I mean. Yeah, I'm not going to name the uh, actual uh, person, but uh, they were talking <laughs> about how Justin Simmons and they even mentioned PS2 can uh, bring us back some good uh, uh, capital what? and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm sticking with Justin Simmons. He, he's, he's a Bronco, so I, I'm not yeah. worried about that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, he's one of the only good guys, you know, on the team that we have left. And, you know, that that was a part of like the winning players that we have here. I don't see any scenario where it's smart to cut Justin Simmons. I mean, he's one of the best he's in the league. I really don't care how much money you save unless we're talking about around 12 million we're saving or something around a huge number like that. I don't think it should come to any type of consideration draft capital unless the team is coming off an early second or a low first round pick or anything around there i don't think you deal justin simmons at all i think he needs to he needs to be a bronco for life i mean i don't see any scenario where the, you know sean payton's like or george payton is even coming to the conclusion like you know let's shop justin simmons let's just see what we can get for him because i mean it's ridiculous yeah, I don't think George Payne would do that. Right now, the, the conversation isn't cutting him. It's more trading him. And I trust me, I've had people in my DMs, and there's this one specific person, not going to say who it is, but he's been constantly on me. You know, anytime I post a Justin Simmons highlight, it's like, oh, he was right there. The ball went straight to him. He's not a ball hawk. You know, it's a, he's a, it's a factor of the defensive system that he's in. And we always hear this, you know, system player in the NFL. We always hear that so much. Um, I think Justin Simmons is an incredible player, one of the best ball hawks we've had since probably Chris Ayers Jr. at Keep Tlaib. So, I think it's easily, you know, you keep him in here. I mean, he's one of those last guys from, you know, the no-fly zone. So, uh, I mean, you guess you could say he wasn't really a part, of, you know, but, you know, Just Simmons, really incredible player in that secondary. Someone who is kind of rubbing off on the rest of the guys in secondary, like PS2, um, you know, uh, Darby and, you know, Everybody else in there, uh, Damari Mathis. So definitely got to keep Justin Simmons. Um, and honestly, his contract is not even that bad. So um, 
Next, we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, all of the Broncos defensive coordinator candidates. We At the moment, we have seven candidates that we know of. Uh, we also heard yesterday that the Broncos are requesting permission from the Arizona Cardinals to interview former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph for their D.C. position. Some people have very strong uh, opinions about this, and I can't wait to talk about this one. So before we go ahead and uh, talk about all the candidates and who we want the most and prefer, um, Jordan, what do you think about uh, Vance Joseph potentially becoming the DC here in Denver after the season he had with Arizona. I mean, I was kind of surprised that uh, this came oh, out. Yeah. It came out of you know left field. Uh, yeah. In terms of actually wanting him, I think I don't know if Vance Joseph would fit best here. I mean, he already has you know personal vendettas with the fans having with him and stuff like that. I mean, I think we should just look for you know another direction. I mean, it is nice that we can have a meeting with him and just pick his brain on other stuff. But in terms of actually hiring him as a, as our DC, I mean, I've always gone back on the fact that Sean Payton has said that he's going to hire an all star staff. I don't think Vance Joseph fits that that category, that description. I think that more tailors towards like a Mike Zimmer or a, a Rex Ryan. But I, I, it wouldn't go towards uh, Vance Joseph, in my opinion. Yeah, I would really have to agree. I don't. I'm not really a guy that's high on Vance Joseph. I don't think Denver would. I don't think it's a good thing that we're even bringing him in for an interview. I mean, I'm just looking at you know his past few seasons with the Cardinals and the defense really hasn't been that great. And I think if you're going it from a standpoint of you know just you just wanting to purely come in and call a defense, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the best decision. I, I like Rex Ryan more, but just as a culture fit, I don't think it's a good idea bringing him back around. I, I don't. Cause I mean, the way, you know, we left off with him wasn't good. I mean, really no, almost no success. You know, he was here when he was here. I just, I don't like it at all. Personally. I, I, I just think we need to leave him in Arizona. Yeah. I'm Vance Joseph. I don't really think it, see it as a realistic possibility here. And I think they definitely are bringing him in their interview just to pick his brains and whatnot. I don't think he's really a serious candidate, but low key, I don't think it's the worst. I don't think it's the worst thing for the Broncos. I don't really think it's the worst thing for the Broncos. And I might get, I might get slaughtered for this, but I, I don't know. I kind of would rather have Vance Joseph than Rex Ryan. This is a this is crazy to say, but I think Vance Joseph isn't the worst thing here. He matches the three four defense. He and everybody talks about him being such you know leaving on terrible terms of the Broncos. He really he really didn't leave on terrible terms. I mean the Broncos weren't at where they were at you know record wise, and the success that he had here in Denver was just not good at all. But I think him as a coordinator really isn't that bad. And the rankings can speak for themselves. We can sit here and pick apart the stats and where he was there in Arizona. But at the end of the day he is a good coordinator i mean he was considered for that head coaching position as you know one of the you know top five finalists for a reason um i think he didn't leave off on the worst terms but at the same time do i want him here in denver no i don't i mean i think honestly we're gonna take a look at this pool of dc candidates but i don't i'm not really excited by many of these candidates um but i don't think vance joseph would be the worst thing uh here in denver um, I think there's a, a lot more talent on this roster, um, you know, now with uh, what he would take over with than what he had uh, in his past years with uh, with the Denver Broncos team. And obviously, it's so easy to look at him as a terrible candidate uh, when you when you you saw him coach the team for around three years. And, you know, obviously, obviously you heard week in and week out, you know, we had a great week of practice and everybody cooked him for that and all that and calling him a terrible you know, coaching whatnot because of the record that they saw. Uh, but I just look at it from, you know, a de defensive coordinator lens. And I think uh, the talent that he would have here in Denver um, would would definitely propel him as a coordinator and just only be make him become better. So, um, honestly, I don't hate Vance Joseph uh, for the Broncos here. Um, so all of our candidates in total, we have Vance Joseph, Rex Ryan, Christian Parker, Chris Richard, Nick Rallis, Mike Zimmer, and Sean Desai. Um, Mike Liss told us that uh, a lot of those candidates have been interviewed already for the Broncos. Um, so Jordan, it comes to ask you, um, who are your top three candidates? Um, who's your favorite candidate? And what do you just overall think about this uh, candidate pool that Sean Payton's looking at? So my top three candidates would be uh, Mike Zimmer, Rex Ryan, and I, I wouldn't mind a, a Christian Parker uh, in that. I like it. Um, I think out of the favorite out of those three would be Mike Zimmer. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, a Rex Ryan. I mean, he's been out of the league for, you know, a long time. But, I mean, I think talking about establishing a culture 
Um, he fits that narrative perfectly. Um, so Mike Zimmer is my favorite. In terms of the uh, the whole candidates, all seven of them, I think they could have been better. Um, I'm not a big guy on uh, Sean Desai. Um, Interesting. Talk about Vance Joseph. I think I'd rather have Vance Joseph than Sean Desai. I mean, that yeah. might, you know, get me in trouble for saying that. But I think that's <laughs> just, you know, my opinion. At, but my three guys are Mike Zimmer, uh, Rex Ryan, and Christian Parker. So what is it What is it about Sean Desai that you uh, don't really like? I think there's just too much uncertainty with him. I mean, I, I don't know how he would play out well in Denver. I mean, everyone's talking about how he's a big Fangio disciple, but he... Just because you're you're gonna get a, a Fangio True, guy yeah. doesn't mean you're gonna get Vic Fangio. I mean, he's not. So yeah. I, I just I hate that narrative part of it, especially with coordinators, because it can play well with the head coaches, but the coordinators it's much different. But mm-hmm. yeah, with establishing a culture, I think Rex Ryan, Mike Zimmer, and I would even say Christian Parker can fit that narrative. Yeah, I would have to agree. My rankings, I probably had to go one Christian Parker, two Rex Ryan, and three Mike Zimmer. I would really love Christian Parker to be the DC. I mean, because me personally, I think he would try to establish somewhat of what Evero did in Denver. I mean, he worked closely mm-hmm. with him, and I just loved Evero's defensive scheme. So, I mean, I think that he, for, you know, as a defense and a talent standpoint, I feel like he should be the best option because you're going to get somewhat similar to what we had last year. I mean, as far as the culture goes, I think, you know, from Christian Parker, it's going to start with Sean Payton and I'm mean, he's going to follow his lead most likely on how he decides to run the organization. Um, when it goes to Rex Ryan, man, I, I said this last night, I'm like, Rex Ryan, that's a, that you want to talk about a culture change in the locker room, him and Sean Payton would be apps. I mean, it would be insane. I mean, the team will be completely different. You would just, it would be crazy. I, I would, I would really like Rex Ryan. It's a lot of mixed feelings people are having because, you know, he hasn't been in coaching the defense that he ran and people say Revis made him and Mark Scott made him and all that stuff like that. I mean, I think the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, you can watch all the mic'd up stuff with Rex Ryan. I mean, my opinion, I, I thought he was a very good spoken coach. Like he was a good leader in the locker rooms and stuff like that. And he, and he expects nothing but winning. He doesn't like losing everything like that. And Mike Zimmer, I feel like Mike Zimmer is like a fallback option, you know, that if it's a it's a safe route. You get an experienced coach. He's had success over the last few years in the NFL with defenses, you know, every time, he, every time he's had talent on that side of the ball. So I think those are the three candidates that just really stick out to me. I'm not a big uh, Nick Riles guy or Sean Desai. I, I just, it's too, like you said, it's too much uncertainty. I want to get a guy that's, you know, either been been within our circle or has experience. I like it. Uh, so my top three, um, I'm going to agree with uh, Jordan. Um, Mike Zimmer is my uh, number one. I think Mike Zimmer would be um, definitely a good figure. I mean, he you can look at what the numbers that he put up in there in Minnesota with not so great defensive talent on paper. Uh, I, I really like that. Uh, and I think another chance here in Denver as a defensive coordinator would be um, amazing. I think him and Sean Payton would work really well. It would kind of take Sean Payton's eyes less off of the defense and more focused on Russell Wilson and the offense. Um, I think Mike Zimmer already having head coach experience is very, you know, attractive in that position. Um, so I think Mike Zimmer definitely is my number one here. Um, I mean, uh, and then my number two, um, I, I got to go with uh, Sean Desai. Um, I don't, I mean, I understand where you guys are coming from on Sean Desai. Um, I just, I, I, I like what he, I like what he's shown. Um, obviously the stats weren't too great as a defensive coordinator there in Chicago, but um, I think, you know, his time there with Vic, Fangio and him recommending him um you know maybe is trying to get him just a, a job but I I don't know I I like what I've seen from Sean Desai um you know obviously I would have to go more into detail on it we've we've had a full episode breaking down Sean Desai and uh Nick Rallis and those candidates but um you know in terms of Mike Zimmer and Sean Desai there's a big big gap between those two um, and then my number three has got to be Christian Parker um, just because of the element of him working with uh you know Ejiro Evero and his time there in Green Bay and he just all the de- you know defensive backs that he's coached have all been you know really really good. So um, I would be very curious to see how his first year of play calling uh, goes. You know how like you know Averro's first year of play calling went in Denver. So um, that's a I would say Christian Parker and Mike Zimmer are probably the most exciting candidates to Broncos country because um, those guys um, you know Mike Zimmer you have you have the proven defensive success on there and then Christian Parker there's kind of that lingering you know potential to be become a great defensive coordinator for the Broncos um, I just don't know if Christian Parker is very realistic given you know the history or the lack of history that he's had you know with Sean Payton um, maybe he impressed in the interview um, 
you know, only time will tell. I think uh, later this week we should have some, you know, clarative uh, news on that, you know, higher, but in that position. But um, I would have to go Christian Parker at three. And then uh, my honorable mention has to go to the one and only Vance Joseph. Um, so, yeah, that's going to that's going to wrap it wrap it up for uh, all of our defensive coordinator candidates uh, any uh, anything else we want to add on the dc search um i know the news has been kind of you know slim and vague of you know what we're hearing is going on in these interviews um i know i know we also heard that uh, uh from ian rapport and mike uh garofalo that um that rex ryan has emerged as a top candidate for the broncos dc job um i know whenever ian rapport kind of uses that wording that they're they're pretty high on the head coaches uh you know you know in their mind yeah, I like that. I mean, I think the more and more I think about it, Rex Ryan is climbing towards the top of my list. Yeah. Um, just because I mean, I know he's been out of the game for so long, but yeah, I think he's he's a football guy. I mean, he 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 knows what he, he what he can adjust to, and I mean, Sean Payne's gonna help him out no matter what. It's not that he's gonna be by himself. So I mean, I can I can see Rex Ryan, you know, being our DC. I would love to keep Christian Parker on the staff. Mm-hmm. If we have the chance to with Rex Ryan, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I had to agree. I mean, it's looking like it's going to be Rex Ryan. I think Sean Payton yeah. really, really wants him. Um, yeah, I, I know as of late, people have been saying Chris Rashard might get an interview and things like that. But I don't – me personally, I think Chris Well, he did, he did get an interview. Oh, he did? Okay, I didn't Yeah, know he did. So I think I think he may be added to the staff, but I think D.C. is most likely going to go to Rex Ryan. I think Sean Payton really likes the idea of having him – because I think Sean Payton may think he doesn't want to have to worry about the defense at all. So I think he's going to bring in a guy who's nothing but defensive-minded and everything. I mean, basically, you got – I mean, he was a former head coach, and he did a – my opinion, he did a solid job in New York. So I'll say, like, Sean Payton don't have to worry about the defense, bring in Rex Ryan. I just think that's the most likely thing that's going to happen. Yeah, Rex Ryan, I, I'm getting the big sense from the last you know two days that he is going to be the head coach. Um, he's going to have to be someone that I warm up to just because uh, obviously you guys watched our last episode. I don't really like Rex Ryan. Um, I'm I'm going to kind of have to warm up to the idea of him. Um, obviously, you've seen all the foot fetish stuff, um, which is definitely funny to talk about. But at the end of the day, you got the X's and O's, and he was pretty damn good at it for a, a long time. So. Um, that's probably who our – it's looking like he's definitely going to be our next defensive coordinator. Before, I, just, I just can't uh, believe before it. Before we move on, uh, actually, we just have a tweet from uh, Ian Rapport now a minute ago. He just tweeted out, uh, add another name to the Broncos DC list. Ooh. Former Saints co-DC um, co- Chris Richard has been interviewed for the Denver DC job. And then Rapport did mention that Rex Ryan is considered to be the favorite. So, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So it, like I said, it, it, we're probably going to get a, we're probably going to get some news. I would say today's Thursday that we're recording. So I would say probably this weekend or maybe even Monday, we'll probably have some, some good news, um, you know, about who the next DC is. I wonder when they're going to interview Vance Joseph, because that, that'll probably impact the timeline of when we're going to hear. Um, I know Mike Cliss said that the, the coaching staff should be like more than 50% complete by the end of the week. So we already got the O-line coach in place. Um, the offensive coordinators is like questionable right now because we've yeah. we've only really heard about Ronald Curry and I think a few other guys and that's really it. And the O line, uh, you know, obviously Zach Streif, but besides that, we haven't really heard about anybody. So, um, and then obviously uh, Christian Parker, whether he's not going to get the job or not, um, we we should hear about whether he's going to stay in some capacity here or you know go somewhere else. Maybe he goes back to Green Bay. You never know. So. Um, you know, that, that news still lingering. But Jordan, thank you so much uh, for taking your time to hop on the podcast today. It was super great having you on. Talk about all the Broncos and trade cut candidates and, you know, the current D.C. search as we uh, move on into the offseason. I appreciate it. I love doing this. Hopefully I come back soon and uh, hopefully we have a, a D.C. and somewhat of an idea for the O.C. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, no, I want to say uh, before we end it, Jordan, I, I have one question for you. So yeah. I've been kind of wondering, like, my prediction. I think this offseason is going to go like the offseason when we brought in guys. Like, you know, the offseason brought in Tlaib, DJ Ward, Demarcus Ware, Emmanuel Sanders. When, like, we just went all out at it. Do you yeah. think that's, like, an increasing chance that they, that something like that might happen again? Or do you expect Denver to be, like, a wait-and-see type of team? So I think there's a, a possibility that we see that. Um, the more and more I think about it, they might be aggressive this offseason, uh, especially with our owner having a, tons and tons of money. I think they are learning, and I'll hopefully Greg Penner is, you know, understands the uh, cash over cap. 
situation and how he can really, really benefit from that standpoint. Um, if he does understand and know all the logistics behind that, I do think you can see a very big uh, offseason for the Broncos. Um, Sean Payne has also mentioned that uh, we can expect, you know, some big things to happen in free agency or at least hinted towards it. So, I mean, yeah, free agency should be fun. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously, like we told you guys about today, there's a lot of there's a lot of cut candidates in the Broncos roster that can build up that cap space. I think right now it's sitting around like, what, 12 million, 11 yeah. million. So they could definitely uh, build up some more uh, cap space with a lot of these cuts. Um, we have the 12th most cap in the league. Yeah, so, cap, yeah. yeah, and I get I guarantee you we can get definitely top ten, you know, after these uh you know these cuts. Uh, I know other teams are gonna do that as well, but I think we definitely have some uh good candidates to you know make this happen and chase some really big name, you know, O line free agents and you know, even on the defensive side of the ball if they want to make that happen. And I know obviously I, w- I want to trade for Brandon Cook so bad. I want him here so bad in Denver. So to if we can do anything to get him here to Denver and kind of insert him into the role that KJ Hamler was in and kind of restructure restructure his contract. I'm so here for it. Really excited to see how this shapes out, who the Broncos OC is going to be. Uh, obviously, Sean Payton calling plays is going to be so incredible to see. I mean, when's the last time the Broncos had an innovative, you know, experience, you know, championship, you know, mindset of a play caller here in Denver? So really excited to see how that plays out and shapes to be this season. Um, if you guys, uh, you know, make sure you guys, uh, if you're Obviously, Broncos fans watching this uh, podcast, make sure to check out uh, Jordan Lopez's, um, you know, articles uh, on, you know, predominantly orange. I know he just dropped one, uh, you know, yesterday or a day or so ago, um, you know, about the Broncos offseason and how that's going to play out. Make sure you guys are checking him out over there on predominantly orange. That would mean a lot to, you know, him and us as well. Um, big fans of you over there on, uh, you know, predominantly orange, Jordan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hopefully I get uh, some more stuff out. I'm going to be doing big stuff with the draft. I have a whole bunch of draft content awesome. uh, planned out. So yeah, it's going to be a, a good off season. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on today's episode. Um, you know, we're going to have you uh, on your, you know, plenty more great having you on here as well. Talking Broncos, uh, you know, news and whatnot and everything that they may uh, do, you know, shape their team for the next off season or next season. So uh, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a like on YouTube. If you're listening over there, make sure to subscribe it means so much. Get us to 400 subs, you know, um, plenty more episodes to come with, you know, different writers, insiders, players, and special guests, you know, even you guys, uh, you know, we're going to have some of you guys um, that are watching on the po- watching the podcast join on as special guests. I'm super excited to, you know, get that out for you guys and make that happen as the course of the offseason goes on um, for the Broncos. If you guys are listening on the Apple Spotify podcast, make sure you guys follow and have notifications on wherever you guys are listening or getting your podcast, um, you know, here on the Broncos Avenue podcast. But with that being said, I'm your host, Amir, with my coach, Jordan, and our get- today's guest, Jordan Lopez. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Until the next one, peace.